Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. Well, I've got the great pleasure of speaking to a wonderful architect and designer. I have been looking at some of the hotels he's designed and I am just stunned, not just at the beauty of these properties, but also the inspiration that has gone into them. I'm speaking to Bill Bensley. Bill, welcome to tellmewheretogo.com. Well, thank you very much. That's uh, very kind of you to invite me to speak with you today. Well, I I have to say, as a a travel writer, I've stayed in a lot of hotels, but I've been looking through your collection, and I have to say, every one of your hotels is absolutely, totally unique. I mean, you are a bespoke designer, aren't you? (laughs) That's right. My, I, I uh, pride myself in not having a style. And I've just been looking at the latest, well, I assume it's the latest one. It's in Cambodia, which, by the way, is one of my favourite places. I'm looking at the Shintamani Wild, it's called, and it's in the middle of a jungle beside a rushing river, which has waterfalls, and you can use a <laughs> zip line to get into your abode. It's just the most amazing. Amazing place. Now, I should imagine (laughs) that when you were first approached to build this hotel there, it must have been just wild jungle and, and you have made something spectacular out of this at the same time maintaining that jungle atmosphere. How much time do you spend when you go and look at a location? Do you spend just sitting there and thinking about it and looking at the location? That's out in the Cardamon National Forest. My own property, and it's called Shintamani Wild. Yes. I tell you a short story is that about seven years ago now, me and my partner, Sakun, we went to a lo- an auction for a logging concession within the park. Right. And we said, well, what the hell? And, it, and we could also mine it. We could just rip this piece of property. We could rip it to pieces. Yeah. But being a landscape architect and, and sort of a good individual sometimes, I <laughs> decided not to become a lumberjack and to actually conserve this piece of property. So by the way of building 15 tents, which to answer yeah. your question, Steve, took me three and a half years in order to place them and something like $20 million with infrastructure costs and everything. We placed 15 tents and they are spectacular. That's what, they, mm. they, that's what you're looking at now. Yeah, well, I've noticed, I mean, you have a, a huge, for want of a better word, because it looks like a big antique bath, which is out on the veranda. And my wife and I were looking at it, and I said, looking at that location, I think you could have a bath there because it looks to be extraordinarily private. There doesn't seem to be any way for anyone else to see you in that bath. Is that correct? <laughs> well, that's right. Looking, You can imagine, have you been to New York, to Central Park? Y- yes, I have. Yes. Okay, well, 
Well, my piece of property is a little bit bigger than that. So really? imagine dropping 15 baths into Central Park. Yeah. And yes, you're going to be private. <laughs> well, I don't know that they'd be too private in Central Park, to be honest with you. I don't know how you would achieve that. But it's just such so wild there, and you've got waterfalls. But I should imagine you've got these wonderful... And is it, is it okay to call it glamping? Because they are tent style, although very, very, very luxurious. Oh, yeah, this is the epitome of glamping, for yeah. sure. But you must have all the other facilities there. I mean, you, you've got to have the foyer and reception. You've got to have the restaurant, etc. So I assume there must be nice little walking trails all through it as well. Well, we have a menu of activities that will yeah. take you through 10 days and where you don't have to do the same thing twice. Okay. Uh, and it's all inclusive. So you have a we have three uh, beautiful boats that uh, ply the estuaries of right. uh, Sembalambal, which is near the ocean, and you can see tons of kingfishers and birds out there. Okay. If you're a birder, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you'll never see another person out on that estuary. That's amazing. Well, the kingfishers, of course, because we have the world's largest kingfisher here, the kookaburra in Australia. But they, oh, yeah. but they are the most magnificent birds because the, the old kookaburra is just sort of brownish. But the kingfishers that you get worldwide are very, very colourful and all all different colours, aren't they? Magnificent. And what about the food there? Do you source a lot of that locally just to, to keep the locals employed? Yes, to answer your question. One of the best things to do in part of our activities is we'll take with you with a guide and a chef. You yep. go out into the forest, out into the jungle, deep into the jungle. Yep. And you spend three or four hours just collecting the things that the Cambodians eat. Bring yeah. it back to the kitchen, and you have a, a beautiful lunch. Yes, I've seen the. It's in the video on your website. Yeah, and they go out and they're foraging, and they. It's just a. Amazing the amount of stuff they find out there. But of course, your chefs there have the local knowledge, don't they? Yeah, that's right. My favorite is the pink mushrooms. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> They're a little bit little bit bitter, but yep. they they have a lot very 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 tasty. As where some mushrooms, you know, can be sort of tasteless. Yes, and you have to be very careful when you cook mushrooms because sometimes you can actually cook the flavor out of them, can't you? Well, that's exactly right. Well, our chefs don't do that. No. <laughs> Now, tell me about the, the Cardamon National Park, because I, I don't have much knowledge of it. Whereabouts is it exactly? It's near the coastline of Cambodia, is it? Near the coastline, that's right. And uh, if you know Sihanoukville, yep. it's about an hour's drive from Sihanoukville. So it, it's the sea... It is the series of mountains that create, it's one. It's the rainiest place in all of Southeast Asia. Really? But it creates the water, the rain, for the big rice bowl in Laos and, and Cambodia. Now, I think I read on your website, I'm looking at one of these uh, wonderful villas that's sitting on top of a rock. But I understand that in the wet season, the water can come up and almost lap the floor. Is that correct? Because that's that seems to be that the water rises a fair height. Oh, it, yeah, it can be kind of scary at times. Yeah, last year it came within an inch of uh, within an inch of coming into the floor. Right. Yeah, but it, everything stayed dry and everyone was safe. But yeah, it just tumbles down the mountains. Is it right to call them villas or chalets or tents? You, you... Uh, tents. Tents a proper word, yeah. It's 
good word. You don't need a rucksack or anything like that. I've seen uh, I've seen inside these tents. And they are very luxurious, aren't they? Well, they certainly are. In fact, that you know that uh, bathtub that you were yeah. excited. That is done by my old, my great friend, John Underwood, who's actually an Australian that's been right. living here in, in Thailand for the last uh, 30 years. Right. He is a very significant part and collaborator of many of our projects throughout the region the last 30 years. Can I suggest to you that you, you don't know me, Bill, but with my size, you would probably need an, need an Olympic swimming pool for me to bathe in. <laughs> <laughs> are you a big guy, are you? Well, yeah, the, not only am I a big guy, I look exactly like the, the laughing Buddha. And whenever I go to places like Cambodia uh, or all through Southeast Asia, I get mobbed because people want to pat my tummy, you know, because it brings them luck. <laughs> And wealth and good health, so yeah, it's quite a sight when I when I when I visit. I love Southeast Asia. I love Cambodia, and uh, you know it is just one of those destinations that is full of surprises. You know, when, when you go there, it's nothing like you expect it to be. I don't think anyway. Well, I would totally agree with you, and I've been here for thirty-seven years, yeah. and I'm constantly surprised. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Steve. So Bill, at the moment we've got COVID-19 and I'm guessing that it's very difficult to get certainly international visitors there at the present time. Is it open or is it closed or will you be hoping for it to be opened in the near future? Having said that, Cambodia is one of the most successful countries in the world at fighting COVID-19. When you look at the statistics, it is right up there with Laos and Vietnam as far as fighting COVID-19. So I guess when international travel starts again, this is going to be a brilliant and very popular destination, do you think? Well, I certainly think so. And in Thailand also is yes. been very successful. We only have 3,000. I live in Bangkok, by yeah. the way. We only have uh, 3,500 cases at, to date. Yes. And, and not, many, not many new cases at all in the last many months. So. But I, I think when, it, when we do open, but I think that we can't open at all, at no. all until we, we have a, a great great vaccine until everybody is vaccinated. That's exactly right. Now, the best way to get there for people, because uh, it's reasonably easy to get to a Seanookville these days, isn't it? That's right. Very easy, yeah. And do you pick people up from Seanookville to transport them out to the well, uh, Shintamani Wild? Uh, yes, we'll pick you up either at in Phnom Penh yep. or we yeah, pick you up in Seanookville, for yep. sure. And then it's a uh, and very easy, easy drive from Seanookville. Sometimes it gets a little bit longer yep. from Phnom Penh. Sometimes that can be like yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. Mind you, Phnom Penh is one of the, it's still pretty much a French colonial city, isn't it? Magnificent boulevards and lovely buildings there. So it's always worthwhile to have a couple of days in uh, Phnom Penh as well, I reckon, when you go to Cambodia. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And now that they've built, opened this new uh, Rosewood, Yep. It is a fantastic hotel, and yep. it is dirt cheap. The prices in, in places like Cambodia, are, uh, they surprise you because you are getting true value for money there, aren't you? You certainly are. 
Yeah, they. I don't know how they can do it. They must have spent a million and a half dollar per key. Yeah. And so you, in order to make any money, you've got to sell that room for a thousand dollars, five hundred, one thousand five hundred dollars. But they're selling it for two hundred dollars. So it's a real bargain. Absolutely. Bill, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. I've been speaking to Bill Bensley, who is just a most extraordinary architect and designer. And trust me, you really need to go to his website, which is wild.bensleycollection.com and have a look at the Shinta Marnie Wild and you will be wanting to book. As soon as I, as soon as it reopens, <laughs> Bill, thank you very much for speaking to us on TellMeWhereToGo.com. And now I'm going to tell you where to go. Goodbye, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We look forward to hearing you back again soon. <laughs>